This is that Offspin original you've all been waiting for. It's time for Let's Get Rich with Patu. Let's get rich. I can't remember the last time I was more excited with the very name of a podcast. And why I ask myself, why am I so excited by the very name of this podcast? Is it because I've always wanted to know how to get rich my entire life? Is it because it is a need of the hour for India? I mean, or for anyone listening from around the world, let's be inclusive here. Or is it because it is a major milestone and dream for almost every human being to finally achieve some kind of wealth financial independence for some it is the ultimate dream in life or is it because of the second half of our podcast title with pattu look not only have i wanted to know how to get rich my entire life and not only is it i'm convinced the need of the hour for everyone in india but also because of who we are going to be learning how to get rich from we're learning from pattu He needs no introduction at all. Thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of lives have been positively improved through Free Fincal, his online avatar, and he's genuinely achieved financial freedom after just 8 years of investing. We're going to hear more about his story. We're absolutely thrilled. We're absolutely honored that we're able to do Pattu's first and only podcast so far with the man himself, Pattu. Thank you so much. Welcome. And and let's get rich. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. But to what is it about money that feels so good, right? That dopamine rush each time I get that SMS saying that money has been credited to my account. That dopamine rush each time I can raise an invoice. It's a good thing, right? I mean, this feeling and this emotion that money brings to us. Are we just puppets who have been programmed to feel this way by some larger scheme of things? Absolutely. It's, it it gives you a lot of options. but it's just a matter of whether you exercise all those options or you just tell yourself you have options and carry on so that's the difference and of course as the other end right but to when we feel such genuine anguish we feel such genuine dread when we don't have the money for the things we really need so it is definitely a very powerful tool a very powerful weapon we have in our lives right money and 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 a lot of it to help us through times of need absolutely it's it's uh, uh, it's terrific to have money of course it's not the only thing in life but uh, you can't say that when you uh, don't have money you, when you have some money you then look for other things that's how i look at it look for happiness and peace etc but money is important and there's a major major challenge to overcome for a lot of middle class indians who've been brought up to think that look money is not everything don't be so money minded and that's something uh that's a mindset and perhaps a philosophy we'll deal with later but this is our first episode we're going to keep it fun we're going to keep it light and the basis of this entire podcast is questions from you our listeners right we've selected one such question uh for today's first episode and, and here it is I'm a 20-year-old BSc student from Mumbai. I'm not earning any money, but I get five thousand rupees pocket money every month. Should I start investing now itself? And if yes, then how much? A 20-year-old, uh, a physics student. It could be any student, right? Uh, a 20-year-old, right, sits right in the center of our target audience. 
we're we're targeting teens we're ta- targeting young adults who are just about to start earning who have started earning you know perhaps people who are just about getting married but a 20 year old who has no earning capability at this moment but to and wants to know if you should start thinking about investing what a powerful way to start this podcast should investing even be in his thought process absolutely uh, i would say that's a, a great change in mindset of uh, young indians over the past decade i think uh, even 10 years ago not many young indians were thinking this way about investing even before they started uh, earning a salary and it's fantastic that uh, so many young people in in their uh, you know, in their uh, late teens or early 20s want to do that and in in this case we have a uh, a guy who has got about uh, 5000 rupees to uh, uh, you know to invest or spend any which way he wants and he wants to know what to do with it so um well first of all it's personal finance so there's no one answer it, it really depends on what we want to achieve and uh, some would say look this is the time to spend so you have that money so spend it all that's certainly one way to go and the other way the other extreme is to invest all of it and i would say uh, life is all about balance money management is all about balance between having fun today and also uh, ensuring that we continue to have fun in future so we don't uh, we don't want to go to a party uh, that just stops and uh, if if you are careless in money management that party that fun we are having would cease at some point in future and that's not what we want to do so we need to find the right balance and uh, somebody having 5000 rupees uh, handed to them without any um, uh, you know employment or uh, salary is is a great place to be in and i would say uh, look at uh, some of the things that you want to buy it could be let's say uh, a bike or it could be um, a camera that you always wanted or it could be uh, a dslr camera let's say or it could be an expensive mobile phone or something like that something that you always wanted to buy so i would say take uh, a chunk of that money and put it in let's say a bank recurring deposit now everybody talks about trading about mutual funds sips but we have uh, forgotten one of the most beautiful savings product that there is which is the simple bank recurring deposit so you uh, and uh, for those of you um who may not know the youngsters who don't know what a recurring deposit is it's basically an sip in a fixed deposit that's how i would like to uh, phrase it so you can start a recurring deposit for let's say half that amount or whatever 3000 4000 whatever you can uh, uh, you know think you can uh, put away and start it for the next 3 years 4 years so that it builds up into something substantial and you can use that money at the end of that period get it out and buy the thing that you want so it's one of the simplest uh way to get started into goal based investing in uh, in the sense that uh, money is there to be spent and we, we are going to sp- need that money to spend today and as well as for the goals that we have tomorrow so this is one of the simplest way to get started for a short goal for a small purchase that you can from your own money of course if uh, there is a shortfall somebody from your family can supplement it or after a couple of years maybe you, you you could even start earning and you can supplement it with your income i mean there are many ways to do it 
So what a beautiful way you put it, Patu, about how you know this is a party that never ends. Because when we were at that age, early twenties, the sign of a great party was when it went on at six a.m. or went on into the next afternoon, right? And so I think there's a lovely way you've explained it. Imagine that this is a party that never stops, right? Investing will ensure that this party continues into the morning, into the afternoon, into the next night, and for many nights after that, right? That's a great way to tease a twenty-year-old from India to think about investing. So thank you for that, right? And I know this podcast is not about me, right? It's about about the listeners. But I'm thinking about back then when I was in college. and i started um as a theater teacher right i used to teach theater and earn a few thousands maybe 5000 maybe 7000 rupees a month and all i had in my mind was a savings account for me that was such a big thing i had my and the only way that money could grow was to add more money to it so this itself if a 20 year old is listening right now and thinks of a recurring deposit i must push you a little bit patu and tell us how does it work so i put 3000 the first month i put 3000 the second month i put 3000 the third month How much by the third month has a nine thousand rupees grown to? How does a recurring deposit work? So, uh, a recurring deposit for, for to start a recurring deposit, you first need a bank account. You need a, a, a savings bank account, and you need a. Uh, today, you can do it all online. So, you can, if you have an online account option to access your savings bank account, you can just go in there and open a, a RD or a recurring deposit. So, a recurring deposit is something that. uh has got an annual interest that varies from time to time depending on what the economy is at for example it was only about 5.5% a year and a half ago but today it's close to 7% and it depends on whether uh, uh you, you are a senior citizen or not as well so it, there are many things that go into it but uh, is it the same percentage they give for fixed deposits is it the same process Yes, okay. approximately. Yeah, it can be a a little bit uh, uh, here or there different, but it's a more or less the same for a year. So, uh, uh, so it, you open it, and the the money typically grows approximately by about five percent or six percent every year. Uh, of course, the actual formula used is what is known as quarterly compounding, but we don't need to worry too much about that. We just assume that if they, uh, if if the label of the RD says six percent, then the money is going to increase six percent every year, and it's it's going to be compound interest. So it's uh, not only is the amount that we put in is going to increase, but uh, the interest on interest is also going to grow. Right. So do you see significant growth, say after three months, or? would you advise these people putting in 3000 to 5000 rupees every month to think of it just fill it and forget it but no this is basically a a, a contract you're you're uh, telling the bank that i will deposit 3000 or 4000 every month on a set date and you're going to set up a standing instruction for a automatic uh, debit so you can't change the amount you uh, typically you can't change the amount you invest there of course there are options there flexi deposits and so on, but we'll not get into that so um there's not going to be stellar growth and uh, like what what one could see in a stock market like you get 25% a year or something like that it's going to be very slow and steady returns it's a savings product it is not an investment product it's a savings product where you say i have a need after 2 years or 3 years and i'm just going to collect as much money as i can with a little bit of interest so that i can uh, you know spend uh, for what i want most of the expenditure can be fronted by this or all of it it depends on how much you actually invest what do you have to think about somebody who says look i'm in the prime of my life i want to 
think about only enjoying myself. I know when I'm an adult, I'll start earning and start saving money. Why is it so important, or is it important for somebody who's twenty years old to think about investing? Um, I the only reason, the meaningful reason I can give for anybody, whether they are twenty or forty, is that the party shouldn't stop. So uh, you can spend as much as you want. So you let's say you have that five k, and you, you can even decide to splurge on four thousand every month. But at least have the habit of taking that thousand and putting it away, so that you have some kind of, even if you don't have a goal, you have a rainy day money. So let's say your uh, a bike broke down, or you dropped your mobile and it and the screen kind of cracked, and you want to change that. So you have some money you can take it from uh, that that whatever you have saved up and uh, you know handle that repair. So it basically tells you the idea of. Uh, putting something for later so that you can handle if something goes wrong in future and that's a simple way to start uh, and what do you recommend they put this 1000 aside as soon as they get their pocket money or should they put it aside after they finished with their partying with their going to their restaurants and spending on vada pav outside their college i would say uh, <laughs> it depends on the person but i uh, the safest would be to do it immediately so that you uh, you first save and then you can splurge on the rest is that because uh, it kind of inculcates uh, a habit of sort so that oh you see that you only have 4000 rupees to spend and uh, when you see you have 5000 rupees to spend you might spend the entire amount is is that the basic thought process about putting away money first before spending yes so it all boils down to discipline and i think that is the uh, key differentiator between somebody who keeps talking about success and somebody who who is actually successful and uh, whatever we do in life whether it's investing or wanting to learn a new skill or wanting to increase our income or whatever it is it's all about consistent effort that we put in uh, for a fixed amount of time every day every week whatever so the same logic goes to investing as well so how uh, depending on how disciplined we are that will determine the wealth that we can uh, build in future or how comfortable we are with respect to money at any point in time in future right now moving on recurring deposits is one such option do you have any other ideas for somebody who is 20 years old or even earlier the entire idea i think is fascinating of thinking about growing money when you don't have any input right or a tap that's on that's filling the kitty in so apart from recurring deposits is there anything else you can start thinking about yeah um uh, see it's just i would look at it as money with no uh, great responsibilities so you can do whatever you want with it so the other option is take a small chunk of that money and start an sip in a nifty or sensex index fund uh so that you get used to the ups and downs of the market and it it's builds a platform it develops a platform for you to start investing more after you actually get a salary so that's one way to go so the the key thing is that there's no one solution and uh we must understand that it's personal finance it's more personal than it is about finance so we have to uh look within the problem with many of us is that we are always looking for options without understanding what is it that we need we are looking at what is the best way to invest the money save money or spend money whatever it is but we are not uh, looking within ourselves and understanding what is it that we want to do so depending on 
the more we understand what we want to do, depending on that, we can choose uh, either with an RD for a short term expense uh, or uh, in a SIP, in a uh, index fund for and use it for the long term. Just put it away for the long term. All right. So for all you people with pocket money receiving around 5,000 rupees a month or less or more, I think these are two extremely usable bits of advice from Pattu. Think about a recurring deposit or think about even starting an SIP in a mutual fund, right? Now, before we move on to my final question of the day, Pattu, um, I came across Reassemble, right? A very interesting piece of you know, content you've put together and it's free, it's for everybody to consume. And the first step one in that reassemble document is about how you, and I'm going to read it out, right? Remove all distractions and human contact. Get some time alone to think about your life. Where am I today? Where would I like to be five years from now, 10 years from now? What are my responsibilities? What are my goals? What are my dreams? What are the nightmares that can prevent me from achieving my goals and attaining my dreams. Listing this is the first step. But to tell us a little bit of what the thought process was behind this step one in Reassemble. So it's uh, more along the lines of what I just answered earlier that personal finance is more personal. So uh, the, the biggest mistake people make about uh, with respect to money management is always worrying about what they're missing out. Uh, there's always a, what they call as FOMO, fear of missing out. And I, I would say that there should be fear of missing in, in the sense that uh, we should look for answers within, just like what all those uh, um, old Greek philosophers used to say that all the answers lie within you. And that's actually true with respect to money. So if we have to sit down and think about what is it that we want? I mean, what is it that we need? for? So, for example... There could be some responsibilities that we have. For example, we may be in charge of uh, handling the education of our younger siblings or their marriage. For example, there are different uh, way, uh, circumstances for each person. So those are basically goals that we can't shy away from. So uh, and but there are uh, there are also dreams that uh, I want to have. So I may be forced to work in a job because my family circumstances demanded it. I I may want to save up for uh, the next three years, four years, and after my responsibilities are over, I may want to start a, uh, create my own startup. I may want to become an entrepreneur. So that's my, uh, that's my dream. And there could be other uh, as well. Uh, so uh, with these, uh, our money management, uh, the whatever we are going to spend today, whatever we are going to invest, save, everything hinges around these uh, factors. But there can also be uh, situations which can disrupt these goals and dreams. For example, something could happen to me. I, uh, if I'm the main breadwinner of the family or if I, uh, something could happen to me, I could die or I could lose my job or I could uh, you know, be immobilized and not be able to work anymore. So those are the kind of nightmares uh, situations that I'm, I'm referring to. So uh, what, what if that happens to me? What if suddenly uh, the cash flow in my family stops? So how can I fend myself uh, against it? So those are the kind of thought process. And I believe strongly that uh, we should be able to think that only when we shut out all distractions. In fact, I would recommend everyone to do nothing for one hour every day. Uh, switch off all 
mobile phones, uh, screens, switch off all screens, be alone somewhere. Uh, you can exercise or walk, but just do nothing. Uh, just allow the thoughts to form in your head and great ideas can form and you can, you know, uh, formulate a plan to achieve your dreams and goals. That's the that's my line of thinking. It's an amazing way to end this episode where, you know, there's a generation addicted to swiping and scrolling for hours and hours every single day. Um, Pattu suggests you just sit quietly with yourself or walk or do some exercise, but alone with yourself. Those are the key things. And just let the thoughts form in your head. Uh, so, Pattu, this episode won't be complete with the how, right? Uh, you know, Harshleen from our team asked this very pertinent question. Yes, I'm in that age group. I want to invest, but how? So you answered the recurring deposit one. It's very easy. You need a savings account and then you select the re recurring deposit function. Am I right about that, Patu? Yeah. Very easy to do. Is there an age group after which you're allowed to have a bank account? Is it only 18 plus or is this applicable to all ages? Uh, minors can also open accounts, but I don't think they can uh, open uh RDs or they can do transactions. There must be a guardian, but this can be done. I mean, after 18, that's, I think that's pretty much quite fun. And how does one, your second suggestion, how does one get an SIP up and running? And, you know, this is our podcast. We can take names, we can name platforms and name uh, different ways of doing these things. But I think the episode will be complete with a very, very tangible how. So, what platforms or what is the next step somebody can take to start an SIP? Uh, personally, I'm not in favor of any uh, platforms which uh, they are mutual fund aggregators where you can go to a website and you can buy uh, mutual funds for, from any company. The problem with that is it's more like a, uh, it becomes like a shopping in a supermarket kind of experience. You, you go to a supermarket saying, I want to buy one kilo of dal, but then you pass through the chips uh, compartment and you pick a uh, shelves and you pick a couple of chips and you go through, you see some gum and you pick. So people clutter their portfolios when they have options. I would suggest not doing that. But of course, uh, I mean, uh, it's also a way to go. But you can, uh, AMCs today, that is mutual fund houses have got their own websites where an investor can invest directly. The uh, All one needs is the, the KYC, the know your customer uh, verification, that is the ID proof and address proof. Once that is done, it can be, it's a, it's a very simple matter to, uh, you know, go to the website and AMC website and invest directly. That's what I would recommend. That way you can invest just in one fund or two funds. Just keep it as less as possible. That's what I would recommend. And the minimum amount would be 500 rupees, right? Have I got that right? Correct. I think so. Typically, yes. But there are some funds which can, which allow even lesser, but yeah. But I would say invest at least 1000 a month. And the top five funds you'd recommend a 20-year-old today in 2023 to start with an SFA? They would all be Nifty or uh, Sensex uh, index funds. The reason for that is that we don't need to worry about performance. You can just start it in an index fund. And uh, I, I think we should, our, our time should be spent on uh, upgrading ourselves regardless of what age bracket we belong to and increasing our income. And I would suggest that... Uh, uh, young earners focus on that instead of trying to figure out what is the best fund to invest in, what is the, how has the fund performance dropped, has the mutual fund star rating dropped, etc. So the simple choice would be a Nifty or a, a Sensex index fund. You There are uh, Nifty index friends from UTI, ICICI, 
HDFC, Sensex also from HDFC, if I'm not wrong. So those are some of the options which one can Would an HDFC use. Nifty fund have the exact same stocks as a UTI Nifty fund? Um, the, the number of the names of the stocks would be the same. The proportions would be a little bit different depending on, you know, each fund manager will, will not, uh, will have their own tracking efficiency. They will not be able to track the Nifty as efficiently. But there'll be small differences in the weightages of the stocks, but the stocks themselves would be the same. And uh, does the size of the overall fund matter? Or can they go for a smaller fund that launched two years ago? Um, I would say have about, uh, uh, I think the fund should have about 100 crores as also of AUM approximately. Because if the AUM is too less, then the fund manager would have difficulty tracking the index because it all depends on how much money comes into the fund and how much money flows out. So it, it's quite a tricky issue tracking an index. Many people think, oh, there's no, uh, there's no great knowledge involved in uh, picking stocks because all you need, you already have the stocks that you want to track. But the problem is keeping the weightages the same as that of Nifty is, is hard because of the amount of money that comes in and goes in and the stocks would have dividends, etc. and so on to uh, corporate actions on the stocks. So it's... Uh, it's hard to do that when the AUM is too small. So I would say at least more than 100 crores of uh, AUM would be a good idea. Most of the funds I've checked have a few thousand crores as their AUM. So I think anything in that figure would be safe. Should right? be fine. Should be fine. Awesome. So two very concrete steps. Start in a recurring deposit. And if you want, start an SIP with a Nifty or a Sensex fund. But what a great first episode. Thank you very much where we dealt with people who have not begun earning and yet should start thinking about investing. And we discussed all those reasons. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, remember, did. this show is nothing without your questions. But two loves listening to all and reading all your questions. The way you can do it is either send us a voice note or a written question and let us know if you want to be anonymous or say, Huxley, take my name. You can send it to the Offspin Media Friends Insta page or Pattu's Facebook and all his, uh, you know. Could they reach you on YouTube as well, Pattu? Yes, they can. Yes. So Pattu's YouTube and Facebook and Offspin Media Friends Insta page. Send us voice notes, send us text questions. And this show is all about you. Let's get rich with Pattu. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Bye-bye. Wow, after that insightful chat with Pattu and Sid, it's time for us to learn more about the financial terms they used. You two are curious, aren't you? We're going to try and keep this fun. The first one, a recurring deposit. Imagine you're a cute squirrel. You've done the hard work of gathering your nuts and you put them in a tree for safekeeping. Now, every week, every month or every 15 days, you allow the tree to have some of those nuts, which you can't have for that short period of a time. And then the tree rewards you with a few extra nuts at fixed intervals. And voila, in the end, you have more nuts than you gathered. It's that simple. Recurring deposits are a type of savings instrument. They allow you to deposit a fixed amount of money at regular intervals, typically every month into a designated RD account. Try it and watch your money grow. The second term, an SIP. A popular one, right? An SIP or a Systematic Investment Plan is a method of investing in mutual funds where you consistently contribute a fixed amount of money at regular intervals such as monthly or quarterly. Simple. The third one, an index fund. Imagine an index fund as a chef who wants to make you that popular dish that you want. 
Instead of experimenting with different ingredients, our chef decides to follow the exact recipe of that dish to give you exactly what you were imagining. An index fund functions with a market index. A market index is a collection of stocks or other assets representing a particular segment of the market, like the Sensex or Nifty. Now, instead of buying all those stocks individually, you just buy this one fund which will do the same thing and give you the same returns. Now, the last one, AUM. AUM or Assets Under Management is the total market value of all the investments held by a mutual fund. It represents the fund size and indicates how much money has been entrusted to the fund manager by investors. That's all for this episode. Thank you. You just heard Let's Get Rich with Pattu, an Offspin original. Isn't it the coolest show you've heard in the Indian podcasting space? And even if it isn't, what's the point of getting rich alone, right? Share this show with those you care about and perhaps even with those you don't care about. But make sure you share this show with only those who you don't mind being richer than you. The music on this show was created by Pattu's biggest fan, Rajesh Ravi, and everyone on the Offspin team had some part or the other to play on the show. Let me name them quickly. Harshdi Nisrani, Krishant Das, Sandeep Banerjee, Arif Chagla, Anand Krishnan, Rajesh Ravi, and Heer Khan. Heer, by the way, is also to be blamed for giving Pattu his gangster look, which is how he looks on a daily basis. Um, and me, Siddhan, your host. Let's Get Rich is available on all audio platforms wherever you consume your podcasts. So spread the word and we'll see you next week. You know we do this show only to help you guys, right? But if you're listening and you're that one person who has perhaps lost money and are holding it against Pattu or me for making you lose that money, then not only are you a mean person, but you also need to listen to this legal disclaimer. This podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and does not constitute any financial advice. Views expressed are not official positions of financial institutions or Pattu or mine for that matter. Although we strongly believe in them, listen to this disclaimer even more carefully. We recommend consulting a qualified professional before making decisions. We disclaim liability for inaccuracies or losses from using this information in our show. By listening, you agree that the host, guests and producers are not only awesome people, but they are not responsible for your financial decisions or outcomes. 